0: This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hello, Schweitzer. Each year we bring our energy and focus around three or four major goals, game changers in our church and community, things worthy of our best efforts. We're excited to share with you now our goals for 2015. In Transformation Hub, we will continue to pour our time, energy and resources into Transformation Hub's ministry to our community through our food pantry, which provided over $200,000 worth of food to 16,000 local residents this past year. As the food pantry continues to bless those in crisis, we seek new measures to grow God-given human potential. Jobs for Life is engaging our neighbors and ourselves to find release from obstacles and strength in Christ to move past roadblocks. This spring, the East Stanford Neighborhood Garden will break new ground on Schweitzer's property. Neighbors will plant a garden, cultivate community, and harvest good fruit for body and soul. Transformation Hub longs for the breaking in of God's kingdom in every area of life. The message of the gospel just blows me away. The God of the universe wants to relate to us like a father to his kids. Here at Schweitzer, we want you to experience a meaningful and growing relationship in a lifelong process of following Jesus. A great place to start is with our Connection class series. We'll then encourage you to immerse yourself in App for Growth, APP, Assess, Plan, Practice. So you assess where you are, you devise a plan, and then you put that plan into practice. We're providing clear steps of discipleship for everyone regardless of where you are in the journey and following Jesus, one step after another as we grow in love with God and people. is already blessed with numerous young adults. We would like to connect with more of the thousands of millennials in our community. We believe we have a lot to learn from this generation, and we would like to make room for meaningful relationships, learn together ways we can facilitate faith in Jesus, and better serve our community. We believe this next generation has a lot to contribute to Schweitzer and to God's purposes. We look forward to how God will bless these efforts this year. Through Transformation Hub's ministries to our community, embarking on clear discipleship paths, and engaging with the next generation is worthy of our best efforts. Everything we do in ministry is part of Christ's great commission to go make new disciples, baptizing and teaching the way of Jesus. I invite you to be a part of the greatest mission on earth. Our mission at Schweitzer always stays the same. We're here to transform lives by making disciples followers of Jesus. But how we live out that mission, how we live into that mission, differs from year to year. And so this year, as the video just shared with us, we have three main thrusts in our vision this year. Transformation Hub is one of those major thrusts where we're doing this stuff out in the community. 16,000 different residents receive food through our food pantry. Thank you for bringing food today. Even you Patriot fans have deflated your food items just slightly. We're still glad that you brought food today. That was a joke. Okay. Uh, Jobs for life. We have 13 students in our current session, and that's absolutely awesome, where we're going to keep doing this, we're going to keep doing this, we're going to keep doing this, keep doing this, where by the end of the year, hopefully 40-some different individuals have graduated with an intense eight-week process where they've learned jobs, uh, skills for jobs, for employee to be better employees, better family people, better disciples of Jesus Christ. And our Stanford Garden right over here, we're creating this neighborhood garden as a part of transformation. Up, Pastor Jason had his Alice Chalmers out this week on on the tractor plowing up the ground, and that's going to start this spring. Millennials, we are excited about all the young adults that we have in the church. Yet we know that there's thousands of millennials that are in this community. And we want to connect better with them in an intentional way. We know that they, the millennials, you who are here today, have a lot to offer us, offer the kingdom of God. And hopefully we have something to offer you too. So we want to intentionally, uh, in an intentional way, build that sense of ministry with you and to get in a relationship better with the millennial population in Springfield. Today, that third part of the goals is a clear discipleship path. And today we're launching a three-week series on GROW, where we're going to be talking about how do we do a better job of really just kind of mapping out the territory and helping anybody, no matter who you are, where you are on the journey, whether you've begun the journey, whether you're following Jesus, how do you live out your journey of discipleship in following Jesus here at Schweitzer? (laughs) We've had many newcomers say to us, uh, you know... You're a friendly place, and we like the food, and uh, we enjoy worship, and uh, we like what you do as a church for the community, but sometimes it's kind of hard to connect around here. Sometimes it's hard to kind of get started. And so we hope that today and in the next couple of weeks, we help you to figure out how do I personally, each one of us, grow and get connected with Jesus and how do we keep growing with Jesus, no matter where, whether, where we are on the journey? So today, as, as we start, we're going to look at some scripture today about how Jesus called people to follow him when he walked this earth. And we think it's very similar today. The same way that people got started 2,000 years ago is very similar to the way people get started today. You may know that uh, in, the, in the scriptures and in, in the gospels, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John accounts that we have of, of the early days, the ministry of Jesus, that Jesus had many followers. There were many people that followed him. Now somewhere along the way, many of them stopped following him. So there was the crowd of people. There were the 70 that followed him. Then there were the 12 the 12 men, the 12 apostles, sometimes are called disciples. And what we're going to look at today is how Jesus called four of them, the response of four of them. Two sets of brothers in this gospel today. Let's read together. So while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he, speaking of Jesus, saw two brothers Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, immediately, they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. So here's the story of two sets of brothers, Andrew and Simon, James and John. All of them were fishermen. (laughs) They were professional fishermen. And Jesus calls them now is this the first time that he's met them or interacted with them no as you put the composite of all the gospels together we know for example that andrew was following a guy by the name of john a different john john the baptist who actually was jesus's cousin who baptized jesus and andrew heard john the guy that was his mentor say this is the lamb of god look at him The one that takes away the sins of the world. And so Andrew, here's this guy that is in his life that knows Jesus. And because John says that to Andrew, what does Andrew do? Andrew starts following Jesus. And Andrew says, well, come on, hang out with me for a day. And Andrew goes and spends the day of Jesus. And then when Andrew is done spending the day of Jesus, he's so impressed with Jesus, that what does does he do? But he goes and finds his brother Simon, who's called Peter. And he says, We found him. We found the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one. And that's how they get started. Now, because Simon and Andrew, James and John, were all professional fishermen, and because the Sea of Galilee isn't that large, I think it's about 13 miles at its greatest width, it's not unreasonable to think that all these guys knew each other. They were professional. So this is not in the Bible, but... With just a little bit of sanctified imagination, it's not a long stretch to think that Simon and Andrew were having breakfast one morning with their, their professional friends, James and John. And over breakfast, in the course of the conversation, they said, dudes, we've met this guy, Jesus. He's incredible. You'll want to meet him too. And so there's always a prequel, isn't there? There's a prequel to the steps. There's a prequel to the story. Before someone comes to know Jesus, there's a backside. Chances are, if you are a Christ follower, if you personally walk with Jesus and you're following Jesus and you're in relationship with Jesus, you got started because somebody you knew someone you trusted, someone that you believed in, a spouse or a friend or a parent, someone introduced you or encouraged you to check Jesus out yourself. Isn't that the way it works? So Andrew had John. Simon had Andrew. James and John had Simon and Andrew. We get connected in that way. There's always a prequel to the story. Maybe you're someone that's not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're here to investigate or check it out or you keep bumping into Christians and you're hungry for something. Something's missing in your life and that's, a, that's great. I'm so glad you're here. and We recognize that just as Jesus called these 12 guys to follow him to a three-year apprenticeship Do you know how long it typically takes someone who begins to do some investigative work about Jesus before they become a disciple of Jesus? Two to three years. Go figure. And so in that relationship, we we encourage you to, to just do the investigative work. You know, before you get married, you probably want to go out on a date or several dates. Recommend it. Before you enter into an enterprise or a business partnership with someone. You want to have a relationship with that person. You want to build some trust. In the same way, before someone drops their nets and follows Jesus, there's those prequel stories. I want to say a word to you. Who are Christ followers? Who are following Jesus? Who are you encouraging? Who are you inviting to come and know this Christ? That's the, that's the second step. The, the second phase here is, is we step. We take the first step. We step out of the boat. You know, there was that story. There was that point where Andrew and Peter, James and John, we don't know when was the first time they met him to the point where, yes, that day, that day Jesus calls them to follow. And they get out of the boat They take that first step. There's that step where, yes, he's real. And how you begin that first step is different than me. But there's that intentional way where we say, okay, I believe this guy is who he claims to be. And I'm going to follow him. I'm going to intentionally follow him and go after him. In the same way, uh, we invite you. If you've not ever done that, to do that. If Jesus is calling you, if you're ready for that. And then to begin that continuous journey of following Jesus. Where there's these endless sequels that occur time and time again. You know, Peter and James and John and Andrew, they follow Jesus and it's an unending journey. And it's an uneven journey. They fall down. They mess up. Do you know of any Christian that's perfect? Do you know of any disciple or follower of Jesus that doesn't mess up? I've never known one. Or if I didn't know about their messes, I did not know them well. But the wonderful thing about the whole story of Jesus is that when we fall down, we can get back up. And we fall down and we get back up. And 11 of the 12 guys that started out on this journey of Jesus, they kept going. And they became full followers, fully devoted followers of Jesus. One of them didn't make it, one of them dropped out Judas. But 11 of the 12 did it. And we feel like at Schweitzer, what are we here for? We are here to help people to get to know Jesus to follow Jesus, to know him in a personal, real, intimate way, and to get to that point where you're willing to leave behind whatever gets in the way that keeps you from following him. What's the net in your life that you've got to leave? What's the boat that you have to leave? Maybe there's a Zebedee, maybe there's a father or someone in a relationship that you're with that's just preventing you from really following Jesus tough decisions. But there's always this sense of, yep, there's that point, my friend, where guess what? I'm going to step up, and I'm going to follow, and I'm going to mess up. and I'm going to get up again and mess up and get up again. So what I want to do now is shift gears with you and talk about the discipleship process at Schweitzer. I'd like to show you a graphic that's been developed, and we're going to Put this in your hands in a couple of weeks where you're going to get a visual of this. But essentially, this is how we would suggest someone get started at Schweitzer. So if you are someone that's just new to the church and you don't know where to begin, Pizza with the Pastors is a great place. We have Pizza with the Pastors the first Sunday of each month. And today, downstairs, Memorial Hall, noon, we'll have pizza. It's a great time to... Ask your questions to bring your questions, and we get a quick summarization of what Switzer's about and some of the ways that you can get connected. Now, one of the things that we're excited about is a Connect class series that's going to begin right after Easter. We know that's a couple of weeks away, but in the Connect class, it's going to be set up every week, a couple of sessions every Sunday. And the first Sunday of the month, you'll learn this, or the second, or third, or fourth. You go to all four sessions. And you learn about our basic beliefs, and you learn how to discover your ministry. And you grow as a follower of Jesus, and you develop your own personal assessment plan and action plan, which is what we're going to be talking about later in this message. Now, in a couple of weeks, and I'm giving you several examples here, is we're going to start small groups during Lent, Called Grow in the Bible. And you're going to learn more about that next week. Grow in the Bible. But for the next couple of weeks, Jeff Fugit. Jeff, please stand up because you always like to be in the limelight and people will know who you are. I know, I know you, Jeff. But Jeff is our connection dude. And Jeff is connected and developed a two week series next Sunday and the following Sunday on uh, Bible for Beginners. And people that just, you know, you you may just think, I don't know a thing about the Bible. That's okay. It's a great opportunity to do that for two weeks. So what we're saying is we are putting forth efforts and clear pathways where we want people to find their place of connection. You may be a member of Switzer. You may have been around here for a long time. And yet, you know you're not connected. You're not really worshiping and growing and serving the way that you want to. The Connect class will be for you, or the Grow in the Bible series coming up will be for you. And so the idea is that all of us in our following Jesus, we all worship, we all grow, and we all serve. We believe that everyone that's a follower of Jesus regularly worships, corporately as well as personally. We believe that everyone that's following Jesus is a part of a grow class or a group or some learning opportunity. If you are just doing this solo, you're going to stumble. It's not going to happen well, and so we are creating and continue to create life groups or small groups or classes. Even encourage you to read books to grow as a disciple, to follower of Jesus, and then serve. We believe that everyone gets to serve. One of the ways that you become really spiritually alive is when you find your spiritual gifts, your natural talents and abilities, and you get to regularly bless other people through your action and serving. We have all kinds of serve opportunities. So all of this happens, and we learn this together through the Connect classes and by just staying in tune and paying attention to the material that we put in front of you every week. Now, uh, what I want to do now is invite all of us to do a selfie, to do a spiritual selfie, to take a snapshot of ourselves and pull out this personal assessment that's in your bulletin. And what this is is it's a way in which you can now rate yourself. You can take a shot of where you are right now and you'll notice that there's three categories. Go figure, worship and grow and serve. And under each of these three areas, there's statements there where you can rate yourself right now, where you are right now, where I am right now, on one, I never do this, or five, I always do this, where you circle the number. Four statements under growth, three under serve. We would invite you in a moment. I'm going to give you a, a minute or two where you can do that on your own. But also notice on this assessment, and those of you who are going to renovate, I hope you're following right along too, where am I going? And so what we want to encourage you to do after you rate yourself in those three areas, what is one thing, one thing I can do to improve my worship? It may be, you know, I recognize I'm here maybe once or twice a Sunday, and I want to be here three or four Sundays I'm here once or twice a month, and I want to be here three or four Sundays a month. I want to increase my participation and attendance in Sunday worship. Or I want to intentionally have some time where I adore God, and I I improve my sense of worshiping God. In growing, you develop one step. What's the one thing you would want to do? It may be yes. I'm going to go to that Connect class in April. Or, yes, I'm going to do Bible for Beginners for two weeks. Or, yes, I'm going to check out that small group, Grow in the Bible, that starts in three weeks. But it's an action plan. It's something one thing you're going to do. And then in terms of serving, maybe your serving is, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I I tell myself this. I'm going to be courteous and kind and serve other people. It's a good reminder of me when I'm in the grocery store and I'm in a hurry. So that's a quality that I want to live in my lifestyle. But also it may be I'm going to start serving at Schweitzer in this particular ministry. So we invite you uh, in a few moments to just rate yourself. And then when we take communion this morning to let the Spirit begin to speak to you about what's that action step you're going to take in, in worship or in grow, or in serve. And I'm going to ask you to fill this completely out within the next 36 hours. And you keep this. You put this in in your Bible. You don't turn this in anywhere. But you have that. There's a place where an encourager can sign it. What's the idea behind that? We all need an Andrew. We all need someone that will speak into our life, someone that's going to hold us somewhat accountable and say, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and I want you in a month to ask me how am I doing with this. We all need someone to pray for us. So we invite you to find an encourager and then sign this, date it, put it in your Bible, put it, put it somewhere where you're going to keep it and refer back to it. That's your personal growth plan. And guess what? We're going to check in with the church as a whole church every three months or so and how we're doing in this area. Now, there's a link that we want you to go to as well. We want you to go to our website. This is up on our website right now. And what we want you to do in the shorter version of the website is just rank the 10 statements on the website so that we have a composite snapshot of how Schweitzer's doing as a whole. You can do this right after worship. You can go right back at 940 to uh, the iPads back there and you can take that personal assessment. Or any time, you could do it on our website as well. So it's all about following Jesus. It's all about being intentional. If you're not sure where you are with all this, give yourself time. Do the investigative work. But put your toe in the water. Grow. Grow one step at a time. What's your next step in worshiping and growing and serving Christ? Take a few moments right now, and if you would, rate those 10 statements. Rate yourself, and then we'll share in communion in a couple of moments.